Tinder for the rich has arrived. And when I say Ben, do you think iPhone 6? All that and more. Tech 411 starts now. Your personal guide to everything tech. Tech 411. Tech 411 with Oscar Santana and Todd Moore. Hey now, I'm Oscar Santana. And I'm Todd Moore. <laughs> it's show number 124. Are you sure about that? Yes. Mm. I checked before everybody came in today. Uh, yes, we're back. The show hasn't folded its doors or shut its shuttered its doors. And we've got a brand new episode for you, um, freshly back from the Los Angeles Podcast Festival. Uh, not that many tech uh, podcasts uh, were there, though they were talked about highly. Apparently, advertisers love tech podcasts, Todd. Who? <laughs> How do we meet these people? Well, if I told everybody, then everybody would get after them. But, well, n- uh, not everybody has a tech show. No, not everybody has a tech people, show. So wait, you're saying, what are you saying here? Advertisers? Advertisers. Advertisers. That's what there you're was a, a meeting that was had, and as we were talking about it, everybody kept on going to tech podcasts and hmm. saying that tech podcasts are one of the best performers. Yeah. Because we're in the comedy space, and of course, comedy uh, but, podcasts uh, perform, but tech podcasts overall for the advertisers that are in this space yeah. really work. Well, I mean, looking at like Leo Lepore's Twit TV and all of his networks. Oh, and he's, just, he's, uh, and he's jumping into the Scrooge McDuck vault every time he gets out of uh, that studio. And another one that's, you know, uh, one of my favorite uh, non-Leo shows is called uh, Cord Cutters or Cord Killers. Cord Cutters. Killers or I think it's Cord Cutters. I've seen it. It's on YouTube, I think it's Killers. Is it Cord Killers? Cord, no, it'd be Cutters. It's Cord Cutters. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You've actually had me watch it before. Yeah. They do a great job. It's uh, Brian Bushwood. He's a magician. He does scam school. And they talk about cutting the cord. And they talk about- uh, Not Cord Killers. Cord cutters. Wait, I'm checking on that. Hold on. Let's double check. You double know what I love about check. not doing a show for two weeks? It is Cord Killers. Thank you. Is it? Cord Killers Audio Podcast. Oh, my God. So I've been listening to that when, Serial uh, killers. when I can't get my fix with Leo. Well, uh, that being said, they're they're successful beyond our wildest dreams. Uh, we'd like yeah, but to they have a very, eventually. you know what? They have a very, li- I guess you say tech tech shows have a loyal following. Yes. Right. You look at Leo's chat room, it's just uh, 10,000 people going nuts in that thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You look at uh, the cord killers, they actually have a a different type of model where they just accept donations. And it's pretty interesting and it seems to be working for them. They will accept any amount and it's kind of funny because they call them their boss. So as soon as you donate, you become their boss and they put you in the credits and everything. It's kind of cool. I've seen that. Uh, I think they do a great job. Uh, We'd like to get there eventually. That means we have to do a show consistently on a weekly basis. Oh, Tech 411? Yeah, man. We'll never get there. No, I think we will. Hey, how do you feel? Let's have a show meeting before we get into all the tech news of the week. Okay. Show meeting. Uh, If you are not available and i'm not or i am not available for a weekly show how would you feel if one of us just did the show and had a guest on or did a show on our own oh okay i'm okay with it yeah i'm okay with it too yeah right so oh, you get full access to the studio i could probably get an intern in here for you mm-hmm. like if i'm out of town if i'm on uh well if, if you're I'm, not here i'll just do it from home if i'm in hong kong or ding dang <laughs> Right? I'm not going to touch the studio. Okay. I can't run that But board. you can do it from home. You've got a studio at home. Yeah. So, do it from uh, home. I think we can get to do that. I think our, uh, you know, our, our, um, our schedules have gotten busy, but individually mm-hmm. we can always find time. Yeah. Now, I don't want to make a habit of it, but on a special occasion where you're like, dude, I'm going to be in New York for the entire week, just cut a show. Right. And I can get a guest in or mm-hmm. I can just riff here. I'm just wondering who to you're going to replace me with. Oh, no. There's nobody I have in mind. The only be. other guy I know is Ant. And I haven't talked to him in two years. You don't know Ant. He's my friend. 
You well, can't bring I, my friends on. Or f- what are you talking about? You don't even have his number. Your friends are. I'm surprised fo- you remember his name. I, we follow each other on, <laughs> on Twitter. The Twitter. On the Twitter. I could write him on Twitter <laughs> and say, Ant, what you are could. you doing this Sunday? You could do that. Yeah. I and mean, it, would you be upset? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Ant's like been on the show before. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah, I'd have to find somebody that knew tech outside of your friends. Yeah. Well, and then Mark Million would would love oh, I, to come been, join I, the I can, show. That's that's your guy. I could never touch him. Like I, that's Mark's a good guy, but I, I wouldn't feel comfortable talking to him on one on one basis. What are you talking about? He, no, he, that's your guy. It's your guy. Ant's my guy. Yeah, but Ant's Mark's look, my Ant's guy. They're all the, my guys. But Ant and I are simpatico. Like we've. You know what your problem is? You don't build relationships. That's your problem. I just don't build relationships. I don't have enough relationships with the tech world. <laughs> I, have, I have no comedians at the wazoo. Okay. That's all I yeah, have. Yeah, who? Rob Mayer, my best friend? Okay. No, no. You're always going to be better friends than, than I am with Rob. Uh, Rob and I's biz- relationship is more of about business than friendship. But I'm telling you, I introduced you to Rob, and now he's on the network. So who are you bringing to the table here? To this show? To any show. Oh, Jesus. Let me think. Calling you out. Um, I brought Tony Perkins to the table. You did not. That was all Mike. Oh, no. Mike and him are like best friends. Oh, no, they're not. And Rob. They're friends, but I, so- I sold Tony Perkins on this entire uh, network. You and did? he's doing gangbusters. You should listen to his latest show. It's killing. Tom Bergeron's on for 40 minutes. Just ki- just killing the entire show. Having a yeah. great time. Cool, man. Yeah, so they're doing great. Uh, so I'll see your Rob Mayer and I'll take Tony Perkins any day. <laughs> I don't believe Jesus it. Jesus Christ. I wonder what Mike would say about that. Fox 5. Um, okay. And a good morning, America. I'll say that we'll we'll work on that. So if you're listening to this now, if you have, if you haven't just stopped listening to the show overall, we'll have a weekly show. It'll probably I would say ninety percent of the time it'll be the both of us, and ten percent of the time it'd be Todd. And we could just do monthly. No, 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 no. Why not? Uh, weekly, we, weekly. I was invi- yeah. I was invigorated coming back from Los Angeles. You were? I said I got to make a commitment. Did did you get like did someone some expert out there go? Uh, you need to do a weekly show or a daily show. Do they do they talk about metrics like that? Uh, yeah, we got into that monetization um, of podcasts. They said if you're gonna, what did you learn out there? Well, I, I no one wants to hear about it here. Oh really? Yeah, I mean not, not everybody everybody's here for the tech news, not the podcast news. Oh, that's true. But they did say a weekly show at the very least is what's going to work mm. at the very least. And at one point we had a weekly show and it kind of turned bi-weekly and that's really a lot. I think we should me. have a show when we have really good stuff to talk about. Yeah, Let's but, not force it. But there's, I think there's enough to talk about on a weekly basis. You, This is the difference. You're a tech snob. You know so much about technology that a lot of these topics bore you. Well, every, it's just- True like, or untrue? Untrue. I, I think there's we... probably- you can always dig for something interesting, but to 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 fill a jam packed thirty minutes, uh, sometimes you know weeks are slow. There are I won't deny that, but there are days that things uh, that interest me, and we'll pitch stories back and forth to each other, and you'll be like, "Oh, that's silly, that's dumb," that, yeah. and and to me, I'm like, "Well, I've never heard about it before, but you've grown up in this space. That's what makes this show so beautiful." Mm-hmm. I'm a fanboy. You're a tech guy, right? Uh-huh. So we have different interests. And True. people know that when you're hosting the show, whether you're doing a case solo or with a guest, probably all the guys I talked about earlier, you're going to get right into the meat of things. It'll be, it'll probably be a smarter show, if I might say, tech-wise. I think I've done Tech 411 like one time without you. You might have. I can't uh, remember. Yeah. There probably. Was, there was a time where you couldn't do the show, and it was right after the Apple event, and then we had someone fill in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't think... Have I ever... Oh, yeah, Mike filled in for me one time. So we have... That's fair, yeah. We have yeah, done, done that, that yeah. in the past. We have done that. Yeah. So that's... So I just... I would like... To, because the one thing that we have to work on, because you're a, a thriving entrepreneur and, you know, my schedule is just crazy with all these projects. 
I want to be able to make sure that we have the, we tell the audience that, hey, we're going to have something on a regular basis and you will have it for you on a weekly basis. Right. Does that work for you? Well, I mean, sometimes I'll have to Skype in, you know. That's fine. You have to understand that. Yeah, that's not I just a problem. can't drive all the way out to the depths of D.C. No, no, all no. the time. It's like, it's like a, it's 1.5 miles away from your office. Well, I mean, I'll be in New York next week. Oh, so clearly, you know what clearly. I'm saying? Yeah. Can you get in from New York? I'd love to hear you live from New York. <laughs> well, it's I just Saturday, need the internet. It's, it's Todd Knight. <laughs> that didn't make sense. That didn't make any sense. No, okay. Bad Is joke. that it for the meeting? What are can you we going start, for New York? Can we, what are you going for New York for? So we can't start the show. Just uh, tell me. I'm doing the, uh, I got a board meeting with the app, Dev, Dev Alliance. Oh, see, that's yeah. huge. You're doing something tech-wise. You know what I'm doing next week? What? This. Mm-hmm. Sitting in this, I'm going to be talking to you on Skype. It's going to be great. I, I would rather be here, to be honest with you. <laughs> I would rather be right here than You're up in worst. New York, All right, sitting let, in a hotel room. Let's get right into it here. Uh, this week, uh, chock full, and there are actually a couple things I want to talk to you about. One, uh, you're still an Android guy. I don't think you've run out because you asked me for an Android charger. Yep. You've run out and gotten the iPhone 6 or 6 Plus. I did go to the store and played ah. around with it. And did you, uh, did you check them out? I have not. What? Can you so, believe that? The iPhone 6 Plus is really big. Like, I feel like Apple uh, had been picked on for years, like bullied, and, okay. and then got really mad and then said, well, you want a bigger screen? Here you go. Suck it, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Apple just said. They They said... I don't think Apple, th- I don't know, that device is way too big. It's a phablet for sure, right? Yeah. And it's it's so big that people are bending it in their pockets, right? That's the rumor going around. I actually have some insight on that. Yeah, well, we need to discuss that. Did, what did you think? So I saw the video where these kids went in the Apple store mm-hmm. and they bent the phone. I mean, yeah. they, they did it with their, but with, with their hands. I think anybody could break any phone that I, way. I, I What's agree. the big deal? Like, they're not indestructible. Gun to your head, 6 or 6 plus if you had to make the switch. Uh, right now, I think I'd... I, I think I'd redo the non-plus, the regular, ah, regular size. That's what my gut's telling me, but a lot of people are raving about the 6 Plus. I like the 6 Plus because it has the, the better battery life. And for whatever reason, they decided once again to make it thinner and not put in more battery life. But the iPhone 6 does have a bigger battery than, than the regular, so it'll mm. last longer, which is good. And uh, our friend Tim bought the 6 Plus and... He said the battery was at like 60% around noon with heavy use. Oh, wow. So, which is pretty good. Pretty damn good. So, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I want the bigger battery. I just don't know if I want that huge device. Can you fit the 6 Plus in your pocket, your jean pocket? I put it in. I was wearing shorts at the time I went in the store, but I was able to put it in my pocket. No, no problem. Problems. No problem. They're big pockets, though. I can see it being a problem, you know? Yeah. Especially with like, like your, your hipster jeans, you're probably going to uh, have some issues. Skinny jeans. Yeah. Might be an issue. Might, yeah, yeah they actually bend in your skinny you, jean pockets. You're going to have to buy all new clothes. I have um, some interesting breaking news. This is from Consum- Consumer Reports. Yes, I read that. Hashtag Bengate. Uh, <laughs> they tested six phones and they used their machines to figure out what type of poundage it would take to actually bend them. Right. They tested the HTC One, the six uh, iPhone Six, the iPhone Six Plus, the Galaxy Note Three, and the LG uh, G Three and the iPhone Five. Right. Yep. So. 
You'll be surprised to know this, and this may affect some people's decisions in the future. The HTC One and the iPhone 6 Plus both took 70 pounds of, what would it be, torque or force? 70 pounds yeah. of force yeah. to bend. Mm -hmm. so 70 pounds is pretty high. Yeah. Well, they basically held each edge, each end of, of the phone, and then applied force in yes. the middle of the device to see when it would break and crack, and the, when would the screen come apart. Yep. Yeah. The 6 Plus took 90 pounds. So 90 for the 6 Plus, what was the regular? The 670 and HTC One seventy pounds. 70 pounds. Yes. Let's move it up and on up here. Uh, the iPhone 5 took 130 pounds. Mm, so it's stronger, mm. but it's also not as big. And not as great and fast <laughs> and Apple Pay. The LG G3 took 130 pounds as well. But your winner... Out of the six phones that Consumer Reports tested, and by the way, they said Bengate, it really kind of applies to everybody, mm -hmm. but this is your, your, your force, your poundage it'll take, is the Sam, Samsung Galaxy Note 3 at 150 pounds. Wow. Pretty wild. Hmm. So the Note 3 is indestructible. Yeah, I mean, 150 pounds for 30 seconds. Uh, that's. I was thinking about different um, applications that do drop it and then put your briefcase on and someone steps on the briefcase. Like, what is it going to be to actually put that type of force on there? What yeah. I did like is that the iPhone 5, which I still have, is 150 pounds. Yeah, you could do whatever you want with that. You could run it over a car with it. You'd be you, fine. And for the 6 Plus and 6, again, it's 70 pounds. Yeah. With the comparison there. I think it's mostly rumor. And, I, you know, seeing Samsung come out with an advertisement about that is suspect to me. Like, they came out and they made fun of it. Um, yeah. And they showed that, they basically showed, like, a, an iPhone 6 all bent up in a, in a like, praying to God position. Mm -hmm. And while the Samsung was standing up straight, you know, and I was just like, either they have like really great creative advertising. They do like they have good uh, advertisers working for them and smart marketers. I'm just wondering if they might be responsible for the rumors. I mean, that's possible. Yeah. I mean, that's totally possible. Well, you just look at, they're, they're just always ready. And it was like when, Oh, remember the ice bucket challenge? They yeah. had, they had like, no, they have <laughs> the, a smart team. The, uh, they have hundreds of millions of dollars. The S five active did yeah, yeah. the ice bucket challenge, yeah. got all wet, and then challenged the I iPhone saw that, five. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. But yeah, I think it's I think it's a little overplayed. This whole baby. they said out of all the iPhones that have been sold, iPhone six and six plus that have been sold, only nine phones or nine customers have contacted Apple about the bend problem. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. That's As of today. Yeah, so. it's like uh, you'd have to be wearing. Uh, some really tight jeans, I think. Yeah. You know. Or step on it, do an Ollie with it. Yeah. But you see these kids, they went in to an Apple store and mm. they filmed it and they're idiots. I think they they, they broke the display. The demo model? model? Oh, yeah, they broke the, the demo. Jerks. And then the Apple employees came up to them and I think they made them pay for it. Jerk stores. But yeah, the whole screen separated. But you mm. look at the kids' fingers. Yeah. They were like all white knuckled <laughs> and like putting <laughs> everything they had into it. So I, I don't think there's a big, I don't think it's a big deal. All right. Well, let's go from Ben Gate to the news that broke today. Windows 10 is oh, out. Oh my goodness. What happened to nine? Everybody's really upset. Well, actually it broke yesterday, but, but people were really getting vocal about missing nine and going straight to 10. <laughs> and I said, who cares? And I said, by the way, remember when Vista came out and there wasn't a number? People were wondering what happened to that. Right. And then they brought it back. What's the story? 
Well, uh, according to Microsoft, they think that this latest version 10 is such a big change that the company had to skip a version number to show it. And so they're, they're banking that version 10 of Windows will fix all of the issues that surfaced with uh, Windows 8, mm -hmm. right? And, of course, Windows 8 was a huge flop. Uh, it was much like Vista, even worse than Vista. Uh, nobody wanted to upgrade it. Everybody hated it. Nobody knew how to use it. It was a huge learning curve. I hated it. And it really, they shouldn't have done it. They like the guy who created Windows 8, he's gone. Like they got, oh, they got rid of that, that bad, guy. huh? Well, you know, I always thought it was silly because they took a small phone screen, four inch, five inch, and they said, well, let's take that interface, and they built a great phone interface. I'm not slamming their phone because I think the interface for their phone is beautiful, and it works great. It works great on a small screen. But then they took that same concept, and they took it to the desktop. And so now you've got this 32-inch monitor on your desk, and it's all white space. Now, we have Windows 8 here in the studio. And nothing makes sense. You it drives me nuts. I'm trying to, like find the control panel and the settings and I'm using these stupid charms and it's like I hate it I hate everything about it they took Windows they tried to make it a touch operating system they left the mouse behind mm. and most people use the mouse we're keyboard mice that's yeah. what we're going to use and that's why it was a big flop then they got rid of the start button in Windows 8. They brought it back in Windows 8.1 mm -hmm. because they got beat up so bad. But Finally still, figured that out. people are upset that they replaced the, the start menu with the tiles, the live tiles, what used to be called the Metro theme. Uh, now they just call them live tiles. And, and you know, people, I didn't, I kind of liked the live tiles, honestly. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that, I never really liked the start menu. Yeah. So, for people to get upset over the start menu, I could care. I hated that thing. It was always unorganized, and you'd have to click all over the place. So uh, anyway, they're trying to bridge those two worlds now. And in Windows 10, which is supposed to be so much different, uh, you basically the start menu's back in it, but it looks like live tiles, and so it's not a full screen menu anymore. But I re I heard on the news that the start menu was back, and that was the big deal. That's 8.1. They brought the start. Well, they no, no for they 10. brought the button. They brought the, the button, button back, back in yeah. 8.1, and now in 10 they're going to bring the start menu back. You okay. know, it's so stupid. It's like, okay, that's nothing. What what justifies this jump to 10? And it's just was eight such a flop that they want to distance themselves? Well, yeah, I think that's it. And I think you look at what Mac did. Mac came out with 10, and that was oh, truly a 10, right? Yeah, a yeah, different, different animal. When 10 came out for Mac or X, uh, it was radically different. It was a whole new operating system. They ditched the previous operating system and said, we're going to be uh, based on, really, it was like, uh, it, you'd say Unix. It's kind of like Linux, but it was actually FreeBSD, I think, is the kernel. Um, and... You know, it was it was completely different, okay. like major different. Mm -hmm. Like you couldn't run the software on version ten. Yeah, and so that and they went from I think nine to ten. It was well justified, but they love ten so much. Yes, that they haven't gone to eleven. Right now, it's ten dot one, ten dot two, ten dot three. I think they're up to ten dot nine. Yeah, and they're not letting go of ten. So ten's a beautiful number, apparently, and I think Microsoft wants people to think that this whole thing is brand new and great and different. And, so it's, and I don't think it is. So the biggest feature is just that start button's back. 
<laughs> yeah, they took the uh, start menu from seven uh, that they removed from eight, and then they brought it to ten. Wow. Try to follow here. Okay. And then they have changed. Like an- another thing that got beat up on on Windows 8 was the whole snapping of apps. Yeah, yeah I, I did. I had to do that, yeah. Like in Windows 8, I couldn't stand it. You could only snap to one you'd, side. You'd have to pull. Yeah, you could yeah. pull, and it would either be full screen or this little sliver on the side mm-hmm. or... Some full, people loved you know, it. Not that many, though. No, it, people... Pony loved it. He loves it. He he talks about it like it's his ex-girlfriend. Really? Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's the worst. The worst. What, he likes his ex-girlfriend? I don't get it. No, no, no. Like, like he, he yearns for his ex-girlfriend. Oh. Like, it's like a, the hotness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He says he doesn't, but I know he does. <laughs> so he likes Windows 8. He likes Windows 8. I haven't upgraded uh, my PC at home. He also, though... From 7. The, he also has the, the convertible laptop. That, turn, that, oh. that allows you to use the tiles. Yeah. So he's into that. Yeah. By the way, big push for convertible laptops. Hmm. Big push. Who? Uh, Best Buy. It's all over TV. No. Yes. No. Yeah, that's all the commercials they're doing. Nobody wants that stuff. I mean, they're pushing it. I didn't say people are going to buy it, but they are <laughs> pushing it. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I thought was different about Microsoft and the direction they took, they they said, "Look, we're going to allow anyone to do however you want to use. You want to use it a tablet, use it as a tablet. Mm-hmm. You want to attach a keyboard to it, that's great too. Uh, you want a mouse, okay. And they they but they the way that they executed it, yeah. And I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Sometimes I want to use an iPad. Sometimes I want to use a keyboard. Sometimes you want a mouse. Uh, so I think the idea was sound. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing wrong with that. Uh, execution. That's where they screwed up." All right, uh, Windows 10 coming Win- coming to a classroom near you, probably. <clears throat> so Windows 8 came out two years ago, uh, and then 8.1 was one year ago. And uh, frankly, this thing is really just, a, they call this 8.2 in my mind. I I don't really see what the, the big feature is. Uh, again, with the snap windows, now you can snap four of these things together. Who cares? That, I don't know. I don't get it. It's like they're, they're taking steps backwards, uh, back from the Windows 8. Yeah. And they're coming back to, to Windows 7 with some of the nicer things that 8 introduced. Mm-hmm. Uh, universal apps, things like that, yeah. being able to run on ARM or, or Intel, those are all good things. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know what the thing. I think this is all just marketing. All right. Well, uh, we'll find out. Uh, again, the, the only, the only uh, direction they can go is up for me. So. <laughs> It can yeah. get a little better than that. Well, you know, I think every every other release of Windows has always been a flop, you know. Uh, just quickly before we get to our final story, a uh, quick story about Verizon. If you're a Verizon user and you've held on to that unlimited plan, if you remember. Uh, I gave it up. I Todd gave his up. He walked so away. I was, I was glad to hear this, actually. And Verizon at one point said that they were going to throttle uh, the unlimited plan. Wait, I thought that's what you were talking about. No. That's what I just read. It's an about face. They said they're no longer going to throttle them. Well, that's because it got in the press. Yeah, well, and the FCC got involved oh. and said, ah, look, you can't tell someone you're going to do this. It's even worse. You know what they were going to do? It was for, uh, are you still on the unlimited plan? Oh, yeah. They, it was that's for, a big reason why I haven't upgraded yet, because you got to pay a full price for a phone. Exactly. So this was targeting you. It's for people that have already gone through their contract, which you have. Off uh, contract, baby. Well, yeah, but you're still... Paying the same price, which I think is a joke. Anyway, uh, you know what I mean when I say that. I'm paying you're the same at me, price. You're, you're looking at me funny. I'm, I thought <laughs> I've, I thought contract meant that you were paying for the phone, 
Like you pay you were you had paid a subsidized yeah. price for the yes. phone. I paid full price for the phone. Oh no no, but before that, you were probably subsidized before. Or my initial that's two generations ago though. Right. Yes. But th- my point to you is you got you paid for the phone yes. after 2 years, right? That's yes. what subsidized price. Absolutely, yeah. So you had a higher monthly price to pay for your phone. Yes. However, once your 2 years was up, mm-hmm. did your price go down? No, it didn't. No, it no, didn't. No, that's how they get you. I so that's how they get you. So yeah. you're actually paying more than you should, right? Because yes. after that two years, they should go, okay, your phone's paid for. Yeah. Uh, we'll reduce your money. And if I buy my phone outright, I still pay the price of a subsidized user. I don't know about that. I don't know. I thought you would pay less well, because it's I, not going to be subsidized at that point. It's still, well, it's still expensive regardless. You know, I just know that having unlimited for me was worth Paying full price for two generations of iPhones, right? Now, what I don't like Verizon is doing to you yes. or tried to do is they said people that have- And are, they announced it. They said, soon enough, if you have 4G or LTE, yeah, we're going to start throttling your usage. They're going to throttle you after four gigs or some around four gigs yeah. and it, after the two years is up. So- that's what I didn't understand. Is like they're picking on basically you. Yeah. Someone they want to push me to your regular plan. They want you to upgrade your device yes. and stop paying full price for your device. Yes. They want you off of that plan. This is how they do that. This is how they squeeze you off the unlimited. So there was enough of a hullabaloo, and the FCC got involved and said, "No, no, 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 no. You can't do that. If you promise someone this X for a certain amount of dollars, you mm-hmm. have to give them this." Right. And. It's it's actually it's paid off for me in the long run because uh, for example I called uh, when I went to Los Angeles I called uh, Verizon and said and they're not paying me a single dollar for this by the way I pay full price for everything I said hey I need my hotspot opened up uh, I'll pay the thirty bucks a month uh, mm-hmm. but I'm just gonna need the hotspot open up and they said okay well we can only give you two gigs and I said no 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 I have unlimited don't touch my unlimited plan I just need it open up and, and I should get unlimited unlimited no. Wi-Fi right yep. And it was a big, it was a to-do for maybe two minutes. And she said, you know what? You're absolutely right. Let me check with the supervisor. Checked it. Boom. Unlimited Wi-Fi. I can tether as much as I want. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, They're I, not throttling I, that. I did the same thing. Right? Yeah. So, so but I the, thought that was going to go away. It's you're not still paying go, 30 bucks extra it's not, to get that feature. It's not going to go away. So now you're paying $160 a month. Yeah, it's like, Ver- it's like you saw my bill. And Verizon, yeah, because I used to pay that for years. Verizon should go, hey, you know what? This is a great customer. He pays a lot per month. Yeah. Let's stop effing with him. You know, we don't want to lose but, him. But Todd, the difference and between, they, between your company, your carrier, and I won't, I won't to sell, sell you out, <laughs> and my carrier is that I get my texts and my phone calls. Oh, stop it. I do too. You, you, come on, be fair. No, I get it. It's fine. Yeah? As soon as you It got, wasn't so fine before. As soon as you turned off your iMessage, which <laughs> is an Apple- um, I went through that. That's a conspiracy theory of, <laughs> of mine, because Apple has taken everyone's iPhone, and there's a switch. Mm. If you don't, they got rid of it in eight. They it's, did? In seven, if iOS seven, yeah. there was a switch that said, uh, fall back to text message if iMessage doesn't yeah. go through. Well, they turned the default off. Like they said, no, no text messaging. You could, so if you switch a carrier, went to Android or didn't have a yeah, phone. All your friends yeah. wouldn't fall back because no. they defaulted it off. That stopped me from making the switch. And, and it was working. And I had to call Apple and go, hey, <laughs> I, I love that you I'm call. not on. An, yeah, because that's what they said. That was my only option. They're like, yeah. if people are still iMessaging you, you can call Apple support. And they you have to call in for you have that. To get someone on the phone, and they oh my God. will send in a ticket 
to have your phone number removed from iMessage. It takes a week. It's oh, that's what the, the blackout period was like. I was like, I guess we're ass. not friends anymore without, or his provider's not getting it in his house. It's what brought you back to the iPhone. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I tried. I said, people, people are trying to text think, me. I can't get I th- through this. I think the FCC should look into that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. They can look into Verizon all they want. They need to look into that. Okay. Um, last story before we get to apps of the week. Uh, if you're not familiar with Tinder, uh, it's a very popular app for dating. It's they made they made dating easier in the 21st century. You, you swipe left or right, and uh, you will get a match. As I'm sure you've seen on Conan or on a single friend's phone. If you haven't, it's uh, it's really a phenomenal way to date. But it's so popular that people are finding ways to vet people, especially when it comes to kind of the quality of person that you are dating or, or meeting up with. Right. Explain. So by quality, I mean if you log on to some of these dating sites like JDate, you're looking for uh, someone that is in the, to the J- Jewish faith, but you don't have to be Jewish to be on it, right? Uh, if you're I thought on, you did. Well, not necessarily. You just have to want to date someone who's Jewish, right? Technically, you can get through some hurdles. We do I don't think once. they're matching non-Jewish people. No, but J-Date. technically you're supposed to be Jewish, yes. Yeah. But you, but can, there, you, you know what? Be, I've learned there's different levels. Different levels, yeah. right? You don't have to be all... It's just a different animal. No, there's different levels and you can and, specify. But ChristianMingle.com? Yes. Christian. Different, yes. different Christianity. Of course. Yeah. Uh, this app is not on the religious level, but it takes it to a different level. And it's kind of... I don't know how to feel about it. Mm. It's called Luxy. Luxy. And apparently it's Tinder for rich people. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So how does that work? How do they verify you're rich? You have to show a W-2 or something? Uh, that's what I thought. I was like, look, if you got to send in your um, your Duns and, and Bradstreet number and, or whatever. Uh, and what, what do they define as rich? So I think, again, it's early because it, they just put this out. And by the way, there's already a couple bugs in the latest uh, latest update with iOS 8. Like it's just not, some things aren't working. But it's out there, right? Okay. And Luxie, and I'll read you what I have here, and I'll give the people full credit. Technology, technology Tell. It says, Luxie is a new digital app straight from the crucible of Silicon Valley, which employs catchphrase, Tinder minus the poor people, which <laughs> I don't know how to feel about. <clears throat> In case you were wondering That's hilarious. where it lies on the 1 to 10 scale of elitism, it's a 10. As Tinder uh, veteran with uh, what you call an expert level Tinder game, I downloaded the app. Quite literally, immediately after reading about it on a beloved internet site, he says, what he had to do is answer a series of questions to certify his elitism. Ah. Yes. And whether they be with uh, social class or style or brand names, if you know them, if you're aware of what they are. Are you kidding me? You go through the sequence and then- But you could just Google the answers to that. Technically, technically you can do that. Or is he saying- like? I don't get it. On his end, he went through the series of questions, okay. and he thinks he got rejected. But then he, he so he was upset trying to get through it. And then they also they have a caveat that you have to be good looking to be part of Luxie. Oh, and I don't know how they decide that either. So he starts going through it. He submitted. He said maybe I wasn't good looking enough. So he got a hot friend to submit to Luxie as well mm-hmm. to pass the quiz and submit. And he and she didn't get accepted. And that's when he found out as of today that there was a bug in the latest update. So he, he promises to update tomorrow and see if he can get the new bug patch who's in. Who's this person? Uh, the gentleman who's writing this. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. So a journalist went and, did, yeah. and filled it all out. Devin Razzi is his name. Hmm. But And this is as of 4.30 today, October 1st. I just thought it was interesting and also kind of sickening <laughs> that there is... A Tinder for rich people, and mm-hmm. a part of me wanted to download it, but then I said, I can't get into this. I can't get into this. 
Now, it's simply, and this isn't because I want to date other women. It's because I want to see if this actually has some you sort of quiz. You just want to see if you could get in. Oh, no, no, no. It's the challenge. That's fair. I didn't look, look at it that way. I just wanted to see what it was all, all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is, there, is a, there is a bug in the app right now. They're, they said that the update should be coming out tomorrow. So, do Luxie, L-U-X-Y. And it's like Tinder, but for the, the yeah. well-off. For the well-off. Huh. I don't know. So you haven't tried it? No, no. Apparently, the newest update says it broke October 1st, which is ironic. A twist of events the same day that they sent out the press release to announce its existence. <laughs> so- <laughs> I just think, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think we, I'm, I'm going to say it. We're in, the, we're in a tech bubble. It's starting. I see Oh, it. really? Oh, yeah. Look at you. We're in a tech bubble now. People are going nuts. People are going nuts. <laughs> it's 1999 all over again. You're met, well, you uh, when were, did you, the bubble pop? Uh, you have to you have to look that up. I would uh, look. There was a uh, when, when did everyone I was lose watching, all their I money? I was watching Bloomberg today, and they said they had. They're like, does this index say that we are in? We're about to go into correction mode. And then someone said, well, look at look at what's selling for billions of dollars. Some guy was just going crazy. Yeah. And he said, he goes, I'm not saying it's a tech bubble. But why are these things selling for so much? Yeah, is it March 10th of 2000 was when the bubble popped. And I think 14 years later, I think it's time we are Is in, it just be, I don't know if this I this app stories got like upset this. got could, upset you or what? I'm just so <laughs> get so sick of all these startups. And it's just like uh I think South Park. Did you watch the South Park about the Redskins? Oh yeah, I saw that. I think they summed up in like how Kickstarter and like Cartman just wants to create a company yeah. so he can do nothing. <laughs> That's where we're at. Like we're there. And you look at uh like the 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 new Facebook. You've heard of this, the yeah. Elo. Yeah. Elo's launching and it's going to be a new Facebook and affected know. Facebook's stock price actually. Well, not much, why? not by much. It's going to fail. Like so the whole if you don't know what Elo is, it's uh it's invite only right now, but it's a social network that doesn't have advertising and they don't make money off of getting to know you like Facebook and yeah. Google does. Yeah. They make all their money by They they're selling their privacy. Yeah. And so but they expect to make money uh, because people will pay for like premium features. So no, uh, it's called LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to pay a yearly <laughs> yeah. for LinkedIn. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but you know, this is LinkedIn isn't really like you know here are my family photos kind of. Yeah, stuff. but you vibe all but, people on that thing. You're like, all right. <laughs> yeah, but there's one photo. That's true. There's not like a. Oh, bunch you can of put photos. multiple photos if you want. Can you? Yeah. Only, I didn't think you could. I think I might have one or two. I thought it was always like a blurry. Now there are people that are real photo. into them, and they're like, "Oh, I went skydiving." I'm like, "Oh, really? Interesting." But Elo is, uh, I don't know, it's going to be the next failure for social network. I think it's great. I always wanted Facebook to have an option this is what's strange. to get rid of advertising. Can I pay a dollar a yeah, month? Yeah, you'd rather pay Facebook than Elo. Yeah. Right? Well, that's the thing. That's where everybody is. So, And if Elo catches on, you know, Facebook's just going to go, well, you can pay a dollar a month and we'll take the ads flip the switch. Yeah. That, it, how, that would be so easy for Facebook to do. Do you know I'm paying for Google just general email storage? What are you doing right now? No, just no. My regular. Email. What are you doing? My regular, my regular personal email. Like I'm paying uh, two dollars a month for what? For more storage because I ran out of space. Don't they give you 15 gigs? Oh yeah, I'm out, baby. I'm all the way out. Maybe you should delete some stuff. I did that the no. first three times. A little message came up that said you're almost out of storage, and no. I said, uh, uh-uh, no, I'm out. No, here's my two bucks. No, two bucks a month. 
There's no they way you're it. using more than 15 gigs. What do you have? Like, are you just oh, there, but emailing the, podcast shows no, around? But there, don't do that. There are files, like audio files on there for years. Well, from, put them on drive. They shouldn't be just hanging out there. You know, it's been since I had a 2007, I think. No, no, no. 2005, I had my Gmail. Years. And then the little thing kept on popping up. I was like, oh, I'll just delete all these emails. And I was, and then it just kept on popping up. And I said, you got me, man. Two bucks. Here you go. And I see it pop up in my statement. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. But yeah, but that's, uh, but, mm. but again, I, my, my correlation is this. Is if Facebook said, uh, you can pay a dollar to remove ads, yeah. as you said, I am, that's kind of what Google's doing with their regular Gmail. Well, If you want to keep all the storage. Yeah, no, that's just a storage play. Everybody does it, right? Mm. Like iPhone makes you pay for true. iCloud storage. That's that's true. You know, if you if you want more storage on your dry Google Drive or your Dropbox, mm. you can you know. believe Dropbox is still around? What do you mean? I would have thought Drive would have killed them by now. Drive still isn't as good as Dropbox. I'm really? Thinking, yeah, Dropbox is mm. fast, and it. it you know, it sinks better than than Google does. Really, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, All right, well let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, it's apps of the week. Yeah. Would you like to go first, or would sure. you like to go first, please? Since you just stole my thunder, no. we talked about this. It's the completely. The show. Di- it's completely different. It's not. It actually. is. So, I'm not really promoting an app. It's a suite of apps, and it's called Google for Business. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you the story. So I had TMSoft.com that, you know, was hosted on GoDaddy and, and has always been kind of crappy, you know, in terms of the site going down. And and recently I started hitting all these um, limits on email um, and, and I've hired a couple more people. And it's like, isn't GoDaddy's email interface and you, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. Ooh. Isn't it known for just being clunky and it's just not sophisticated? Well, I never use the web side. And you're probably right about yeah, that. Yeah, I use the web side. Yeah. And it was I used, horrific. I use Pop3. And the problem with Pop3 is, well, I mean, or even IMAP as well, is like your your email, you only can put so much out there. And, and GoDaddy doesn't give you any space. Not yeah. like, you know, Google does. Uh, so we, I started hitting these quota limits on that. And then we all at work were sharing documents with Google drive. You went to, to complete this, this, as soon as you got back from Google IO, you're like, we're all in a, we're all yeah, in. Yeah. And, and which was great. Cause they, Google gave me like a terabyte of Google drive. It's huge. However, all my employees were limited to still like 15 gigs. And oh, all, I thought they could all, all share that terabyte. No, not no. No. Oh, wow. And, and so what happened was everyone was hitting the limit. Files weren't syncing. Google was saying, hey, you're out of space. It just became a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Google Drive was our is our file system, really. Uh, we don't we don't have a file server. We put everything in the cloud. Um, and that's the way I think every startup should function. You yeah. just, it's cheaper. It's easier. You don't have to have an IT support staff. Mm. You just use all of the services. The cloud, baby. Google, just don't put your nude pics up there. Yeah. Google gives you a bunch of storage for free and gives you Gmail and all that. But so all of this stuff started happening at the same time. I was hitting email quotas. Drive was filling up. It was becoming a, a pain in the butt. Google has what's called apps for work. It's email for your business. And so you can sign up and it's either five or ten bucks a month depending on what options you want. And they gave you the first 30 days for free. First 30. So we did it. 
We signed up for the first 30 days. We moved all of our email off of GoDaddy to Gmail. Mm-hmm. It literally took like an hour. It mm-hmm. just happened. It was magical. It just boom, switch, and then we were logging in. I will say there was some weird stuff that we had to deal with, um, like moving from your personal Gmail, which you probably signed up all for all Google services mm-hmm. like I did, uh, to your now corporate email address drive you I had to move everything off of my personal drive to the corporate drive that sounds like a pain in the ass Jesus you know the calendar you had to move stuff over from person so there was that transition period that took uh, a day or two mm-hmm. that you had to get all the stuff off the personal stuff How did you to even the corporate. Like, figure that out like no, there's it was, so much stuff it was pretty easy okay. it's not it wasn't difficult I and mean, we are really organized as it is you had everything you're like but i thought it, i thought it was going to be a lot harder okay. uh, but it was actually pretty painless the the tough part was we had already had the whole company using their personal Gmail accounts that, that we just had to kind of like, all right, let's just reset everything and move. And we basically just created everything out on, on the new corporate drive and did all the sharing all over again and move the calendar over. Uh, one of the cool things that Google has in it, and you got to pay 10, I'm paying 10 bucks a month, which gives you unlimited storage, which is that an add on to the, the general... You can either do five dollars a okay. month uh, to get the email, and, and but then you're limited to that fifteen gigs, or you can do ten dollars a month and you get unlimited everything, like unlimited email, unlimited storage for your drive. And I was like, wow, well, you mean I could just put the everything on this drive, and you're never going to charge me more than that? How many user emails? Because I remember that came into a sticky wicket because we use Google Drive, uh, I mean Google Business Apps here on um, on TMOS. And we fell in love with them, but I remember every time we had to add somebody, we're like, okay, it's gonna be another three ninety nine a month. Yeah, it's like so. It's a, whenever you add a new account, it's another ten bucks. But your general um, launch gives you two to uh, three to five emails, if I'm not mistaken. No, it's per user. It's per mailbox. Okay, that's per different. user per, which is Clarifying. a mailbox. But you know, you can assign multiple aliases to the one mailbox. So what I ended up doing was I had all these other email addresses. Yeah. I just funnel them all into one. Ah, and, you, and you know, can decide how it sends out, how they send out. So you, you have all these emails coming into your one corporate yeah, email. I have one kind of generic inbox, right? Cool. That all of these other like hundreds of email addresses I've registered in yeah. the past, they all feed into that. Then I have my personal one. Everyone has, every employee has their own personal one yeah. uh, that maps to the tmsoft.com address. Yeah. Uh, works great. It works just like Gmail does. Here's the, here's the cool thing though. So I was using Outlook for 10 years, right? I remember I see that pop up in your screen. I'm like, are you still using Outlook? Yeah. Yeah. It still worked for you though. Well, yeah, it it works for a lot of people. Right. And I had 10 years of emails all on this one email address. Oh my God. And I'm like, what do I do there? You know, but Google has a, an app and I downloaded it. And it uploads everything to your Gmail. Are you kidding me? I up. It took a couple days, but it uploaded every <laughs> freaking email I've ever had to That's my That's my account. biggest fear. The reason why. And I, now it's searchable so quick. I can search for emails 10 years old. It's the, awesome. The reason why I, uh, why I pay the two bucks a month for my personal mm-hmm. because of my storage problems is because I always like searching for things that I remember happened in 2005 to find that file, you know? I know. I never delete my emails. I don't want to. Like, I just would rather they get archived somewhere. I can easily search them. Totally. That's, uh, uh, you, 
one, he's right because I initially tried to use uh, Google, the Google business apps for our email just on different projects, and it was harder about six months ago. This last time we went through the iteration, it they have set up – so basically what happens – and this is going to nerd Nikki, but they, they have this app that takes MX records from and lays everything into GoDaddy at least, and then within 24 hours, you're up and running. Yeah. That's what happened. I was like, oh, this this has just started happening. They made it so easy, right? right? They make it very easy. And that's right. They they um they they made the transition. So the first thing I did was transition off of GoDaddy. Yeah. And you just type they basically just sucked down everything they could from GoDaddy, but I only had a month of emails still okay. on that server because yeah. I had to, you know, use Pop Three to clean it off. Like I'd keep maybe a month before I'd hit my quota. So they were initially, yeah, boom, I had a month's worth, but then I went home. And I just fired up my Outlook, and cool. I said I want you to upload all of these emails, and I just let it run all day long. And I and I in one day I uploaded like fifty five thousand emails, and it just did it, no problems, no errors. And now they're there, they're indexed, they're searchable. Um, this suite of apps is so um, it works so well. And again, we're not getting paid a dollar for this. Uh, I would say no, I'm spending money for this actually. Four years ago, mm-hmm. uh, when they first launched. My CEO at the time, when I was still working Earthwalk, switched us all, switched us all to, to to the business apps and used yeah. that email for the corporate email. Nice, yeah. because he said he think he saw the storage side and said, "Look, this is what we're going to work on." Right, right. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be. You could be a big company. You could be a small company, depending on what you're spending. But if you're a small company, you can get your at your company address, and it's going to be right. mobile. It's going to be laid out there. Especially if you're storing files and you're moving things, you're working collectively with other people. It's pretty damn cool. And the the other great thing is the Gmail app on my Android phone. It now su- kicks ass. It supports both my corporate and my personal. Yeah. So and I can e- very quickly switch back and forth. iOS and get, as well. Same uh, deal. Yeah. So uh, the Gmail's great. Um, the standard mail app that comes on Android sucks. You can't even search. Did you know that? You can't even search. So I, I didn't know you couldn't search. I just knew it was clunky I, when I had an Android I for three days. I could not believe, and of course, you know, I'm sure Google did that on purpose so that you'd switch over to Gmail, but you can't even search. There's no search function on the, the Android mail app. Of course, there's plenty of third-party ones you can yeah. download, but I, I'm pretty stock. Right now, my phone is totally stock with I use the Chrome browser, I use Gmail now. It's like uh, the Google Drive and the Docs. I am, I am almost 100% uh, in the cloud in terms of my oh, company. Wow. And, and what that means is like I took all of our my Excel spreadsheets yeah. and I had hundreds of Excel spreadsheets and I moved them over to Google Sheets, right? Mm. And all of my Word Docs, I moved them over. You didn't have any problems porting? Not really. Like PDFs stay PDF. Okay. Um, which is fine because you can open up PDFs. And Sheets is Excel. Yeah. Sheets uh. is the Excel. And uh, I started to do my PowerPoints uh, in, they have their own okay. version of, of that as well. Uh, so I have seriously moved all of those things. Uh, I don't to, know what Microsoft Google. is doing, man. It's wild. Well, they have the Office 365, yeah. 360, whatever it's called. Yeah. And that's... And apparently that solution is pretty good, but you know, I'd say I'm ni- I'd say I'm 95%. The only thing that's holding me back is QuickBooks and they have a, a web option for that. So all my corporate books are done in QuickBooks, but I'm not upgrading because you know, QuickBooks, the new version of QuickBooks doesn't support a feature that I need mm. and neither does the web version or the cloud version. Mm. So I'm kind of stuck 
with that as being my uh, my one PC app that I have to use. Wow. Must be feel, uh, do you feel like a, a weight's off your shoulders now that you know like everything is just so mobile? Uh, it, it is great. I can. You don't have to worry about like, uh, look, uh, God forbid something, a fire breaks out in your office. Right. And the whole, and like the, the you know, mm-hmm. the suite of offices goes up. You have everything still. I have everything. Everything's in the cloud. That's pretty uh, wild. Even my QuickBooks, I save that, you know, to the cloud. Yeah. So I have my backup copy. Uh, if so, if my, my PC blows up or my office burns down, yeah. all my source code is in the cloud, all my documents are in the cloud. I, I, I am 100% in on this because it's so nice not to be restricted to a single computer. Just being able to use your phone or your laptop or your work office computer or your PC, your Mac, uh, Google really nailed it. Mm. And they've always known that, you know, they're, they're the company, they don't, they don't care what platform you have, yeah. you know, their stuff's going to work. They just want to get you there. They want you to, they want to work, work with their Chrome browser and it works great. You pretty, know, pretty wild, man. Again, uh, Google business apps, small company, big company, check it out. Uh, totally bang, worth bang it. Thank you, Buck. Yeah, I use it as well. I mean, use the free stuff if you're just yeah. A take it for thirty days. Company. See what the hell happens. But like, yeah, it's it's so worth it, especially in my situation. We have large audio files. Yeah. Uh, we do a lot with white noise and creating these massive files. And you know how it is with the podcast. Oh, absolutely. They're just giant audio files, and you want you don't want to delete them, right? So no, you want to no, keep no. them. And that's why it's worth. 10 bucks a month, unlimited storage. Pretty cool. Uh, just quickly with mine, mine is called Animoto. And you may know, what's Animoto? It's also, uh, it's an app. It's also a business solution where it helps you edit videos. Hmm. And it's pretty pricey. The app allows you to go in and edit your videos as well, but you have to go in through the business end. But if you're trying to make um, kind of presenting videos, it's one of the best solutions I've ever dealt with. And by kind of, I mean, you could do something special for your loved one, uh, but it's really built for something like a slick 1080p. You could almost make a commercial on it, for example. Mm. Uh, there's a video that I made uh, for the Mike O'Mara show, Open Mic Book, that's out there. And I made that video in Animoto, and then I had a quick edit I needed to make. I jumped into the app and accessed, logged in. All my videos are right there. And it's, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, the price point isn't as bad as you would think, especially if it's, uh, speaking of software. Um, but uh, I, I absolutely love the the process, and and it really really works. I mean, doesn't the iPhone has great video editing capabilities? This gives you templates, like okay. beautiful. These aren't the ones that you see within um, an iPhoto or iMovie. These are like there's at least. Right now, uh, 36 templates, they actually have music that they license, so you can use the music as well. So you don't have to worry about half those things. So you just really quickly can bang out a professional-looking video. Yes. How much was it? I think, if I'm not mistaken, I got $20 off. uh, $20 off? With a code to get into it. Yeah, I mean, this is really a business tool. Much like Wait, yours. is it for your Mac or your iPhone? Uh, it's it's on the cloud, so it's on the cloud base. You just log in and you you edit wherever you'd like off any computer or iPhone through your browser. I don't get through, it. Uh, well, you just log into Animoto.com. Okay, it's a website. Yeah, it's a website, not an app. Not, an, but it has an app that you can do that through as well. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, uh, and it, that's I think it's two hundred sixty-five dollars plus a twenty-dollar discount, and I've been using it for what? Yeah, but you have it forever. You have it. It's not like a yearly yearly deal. Yeah, like I'm. That's I'm using it. I'm good mm-hmm. to go. I'm, I'm sure eventually there'll be some sort of subscription uh, based deal, but 
Uh, they're hosting your content? They don't host it. You can download it. You can publish it to YouTube. You can put it on Facebook, Twitter, whatever you'd like. Okay. But if you're a small shop, maybe you're working or contracting out, you can definitely use this app. It's pretty damn cool. So, All right. Animoto. 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 For $260? Yeah, I've been using it for... Why wouldn't you just download Final Cut Pro? And... I have Final Cut Pro. Okay. This is 10 times easier. Yeah, Final Cut's not easy. 10 times easier. Hmm. I have actually not Final Cut Pro. I have uh, Final Cut Pro X. That was yes. like the $99 joint off the App Store. It wasn't $99. $299. Really? 300 bucks. yeah. bought it two years ago. Yeah. I bought it for Big Owen Dukes and for Michael Mayer to make videos. Yeah. And one guy said he knew how to use it, but he knew how to use Final Cut. And when he got on X, he said, F this. I'm out of here. Yeah. That was one of our interns. And the other guy said, ah, this seems too complicated. This you could deal with. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm more of a Sony Vegas guy when it comes to video editing. I think it's a far superior product and and what the problem with x is you sit down and it just tries to make it too easy that you don't feel like you're in control really yeah mm. and it's not easy though i was just confused it i'll is, be honest with you yeah it's, it's tough but you can make some amazing stuff with it yeah i made i tried to make two videos and 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 i sat there and i was like what am i doing yeah no, I, I prefer the easier methods. And yeah. This is like this when, is, I, when I edited that, that ice bucket channel, challenge, I could have yeah. used Final Cut, and then I was like, nah, I'll just use Windows Movie Maker, yeah. which is this free product. Look great. But it's so simple, just if you're doing simple yeah. transitions and that's all you want to do. I'll show you this when we have some time. I think you'll love it. Okay. Like, I mean, for your marketing, your apps, I think you'd absolutely love it. Well, all right. We'll see. Well, how about this? You can decide. All right. I will decide. All right. Uh, that is it. What do you have to plug, Todd? Uh, not too much. Uh, been really busy trying to update uh, my website. You know I'm not a web guy, right? No, no. You Most actually, you, the one thing that I knew about you is that you, when you had your original uh, white, white noise website. Yeah. Uh, or TMSoft. TMSoft.com. TMSoft.com. You updated it and it still looked like. Like it wasn't a, I, for some reason I was like, I know this guy like knows a lot about computers, but you had built it in a way that was nothing that had to do with any template or anything like that. You, yeah. You, what did you build it on natively? Right. Just HTML pages yes. and editing it by hand. Yeah. I mean, teamstuff.com, I've owned that for maybe 15 years mm -hmm. now. So uh, I had it before I even created the company. Yeah. TMSoft. Right. I was just. I was just using it for my hosting my personal projects. Yeah. So when it came around to uh, creating my first app, and then you know I was like, uh oh, I need a company, you know. And I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, because you're getting like threatened. Yeah. How dare you use Bubble Pop? You know, I remember that. That's what you know. That's what made me. I did not know that. Yeah, I got some some Australian company was like, we register, we trademark the word pop, and I was like, oh. And I ran out and was incorporated and I said, I'm getting, I'm taking all my apps and put them under Todd, not under Todd Moore, but, but under TMSoft. TMSoft. And then I had the website. So I was like, that's where the company name came from. I know it's not a great company name, I but think I had, it's great. you know, it was a six letter website. Yeah. Tough to get these days. Um, and anyway, so I, it was, it was just a hack of a website all this time. Um, I asked a lot of the listeners, a lot of people on Facebook, what sh I want to just scrap it and start over. What should I do? What should I use? What kind of platform? Yeah. You know, Zoomla, uh, Drupal, WordPress, and kind of uh, got a lot of feedback on that and, and was convinced to go with WordPress and a, and a custom template. 
And uh, I hired a, a, a friend of mine who does CSS. Uh, you know, that's kind of like styling yeah. your website. And so he was able to modify and put the Some fonts, of these templates. Yeah, modify with yeah. the fonts that I really want. Uh, and we launched. We launched last week. And I'm really happy with it. So check it out. Just tmsoft.com. Looks beautiful. Let me know. Nice and clean. Think. Yeah, totally clean. I uh, love uh, the font. is very, very modern-like. And uh, I'm really happy with it. And, and it required... You know, the, the tough thing, here's the tough thing. Okay. And if you have a website out there, then you're trying to redo it. Yes. The tough thing is is remapping the old website to the new. Oh, yeah. Remapping any website sucks. Uh, because what, what happens when you remap? Uh, when you remap, well, I remember doing this. We went from an HTML site at Earthwalk. Yes. Yeah. And we went to Word. We had to redo everything. We had to build the new pages to go where it had to go. Yeah, but usually those pages, you're probably going to have different URLs and yeah. a different structure. Yeah, there's so much embedded into one page to get that all in. It just didn't port right. I remember it was like a big to-do to get these pages to actually act like we wanted them to act. Well, where I was trying to get you to go yes. with that is like one of the, the tough things is what if Google's already indexed your website, right? Oh, I never and thought you, about that. And you have a really good page rank with Google, which I do. I yeah. have a really good page rank with Google, and I was terrified that changing all my URL URLs around and my structure, I was going to lose my page rank Never and all my visitors that. drop. It's a it's a major issue, uh, and it's something you have to think about when you're when you switch. So I took out a spreadsheet and I had to remap all the old URLs to all the new ones, and I had to do official redirects from the old to the yeah. new, and pain in the butt, total pain in the butt. How uh, many pages were you working with? I don't know, maybe forty, fifty. Yeah. Uh, different pages. You have to do that for each and every one. For for each one that I remapped, and white noise being the terrifying one, right? So before, I used to have white noise for iPhone, white noise for Android, mm -hmm. white noise for Mac, white noise for this, white that, this, that, that. And I had all these different URLs mm -hmm. and pages yeah. based on the platform. Yeah. But at this point, you know, between iOS and Android, all the feature sets pretty much the same. Yeah. All the benefits to white noise, the same. Well, now it is, yeah. So now I what I did is I remapped all of those different pages that I had, which were all very similar. Just one said iOS and the other said yes. Android. And I merged them all into one page. And that was the scary part because I have thousand like you know when you get reviewed in the press yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, washington Redirects. post six years yeah. ago link to this page mm -hmm. well i want to make sure those links still work so we, ah. i redirected to a new url called just white noise so now i have one page that has all the links to download white never noise. thought to think about that man that's wild yeah it was scary Especially um, when you have all those links coming through. Yeah, because you don't want to have broken links, right? Yeah, that's the worst. And I, I need to I need to run a check on that to make sure I, I don't have I, I remapped everything correctly. But uh, the great thing, Google did a great job. They they discovered that I was redirecting, and they changed uh, they changed the links that they're they're now displaying. Like if you search for TMSoft, they always give you that kind of yeah. site map. They they recreated the site map. Wow! And uh, it, it's it perfect. worked out. It's perfect. How so, long has it been live? Uh, a little new over guy. a week, maybe maybe two weeks now. Congrats! Uh, yeah, happy with it. And now the great thing about using WordPress is that anyone can edit the stuff and add new content, and you don't have to know what FTP is. You don't have to know. No, what you go in your little is. box and you just yeah. update. You don't need to use Notepad with HTML editor yet. Oh, so it's so easy now. So cool. And a lot of people knock on WordPress, but give me something better. 
Yeah. I mean, the only thing I think is better, mm. but better? it's a different animal, Squarespace. But yeah. If you want to scale. Yeah. yeah that's probably a the different thing animal. to use. Yeah. They have all those themes, but I tell you, man, I'm, I'm happy with this solution. Uh, WordSpace, uh, check it out. Cause I, what I did is I bought a theme that I really liked mm-hmm. and then I paid a guy to edit, you know, edit it down. You wanted to edit it down what Because there were some wanted. things I didn't like about it, but the but out of all the, and I looked at like a thousand different WordPress things. I can only things, imagine. Like I found one that was the best and then you just, you can you can edit and customize it, add some plugins. What's, if you don't mind, there's a, probably a lot of people listening like, look, I'd like to do something like that. Is it relative to building a new website and buying a theme is it's cheaper clearly to do this, but to get an editor to edit your theme that you like, yeah, is it expensive? Well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. pretty I mean, expensive. I, I don't know what's. Ex- I mean, I spent a couple thousand, you know. Just That's editing. expensive for someone starting. You know, most yeah. people charge a hundred bucks an hour. So, uh, and I, but I had a lot of requirements, and it's different if if I was just building a new website. This yeah. would be so easy, right? Yeah. But the fact that I had a fifteen-year-old website and I had to remap all this stuff. It was a lot, it was, of, a lot of hours. It, it was, yeah, it, it was a big, it was a big project, big okay. project, and I'm just happy that it's launched and I'm done. So check it out. Let me know what you think. TMSoft.com. Let them know how you like the new site. Um, also, uh, just quickly for me, all I want to plug is uh, on iTunes. If you're out there, uh, subscribe to Tech for One Show. Uh, just go, go even on. Even if in you there. use the app, right? Even if you use that, yeah, yeah, uh, do that. Um, also, we are going to be in Reno, Nevada mm-hmm. in uh, November, November 18th. Uh, we will, I'm sorry, November 15th. We will be at, let me get the date right. Jesus, all over my Facebook. That's a Saturday. Saturday. Uh, yes. November 15th. 18th is when I'm coming back. Uh, the 15th <laughs> is uh, Michael Mara show live in Reno. Tickets are still available. We are going. We hit our benchmark that we said that we wouldn't go unless we went. So uh, we're definitely going and it's going to be it's going to be nice to meet a lot of people that listen to the Michael Mara show, but it'd be also great to meet a lot of people that listen to tech for one. So, uh, if you're a tech Four One One fan and you want to see a nice live show, do a little gambling, do a little drinking, uh, come on out. It's gonna be a nice, uh, fantasy weekend for everybody involved. And you can gamble there too, right? I'll gamble. They have casinos. Yeah. We're going to be in a casino. And don't they have good skiing? Uh, yeah. You can go to Tahoe. It's a good yeah. 35, 40 minutes away from there and go skiing as well. Well, I'm going to try to make it. That'd be a lot of fun, man. I'd love to have you there. Very good. That wraps up our show. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll yeah. see you next time. Weekly basis, baby. Ciao, ciao. This is the sound. This is Tech 411. The preceding program was brought to you by More Broadcasting. For more information, visit us at morebroadcasting.com.